Welcome to the Curio Curandera podcast. I am your host, Gianna. As you already know, every month I interview a different person on what their spiritual journey looked like, what their spiritual practices, practices are, both traditional and non-traditional, and what their spiritual playlist is. This month, I will be interviewing the awesome Brianna Daniels. Brianna is the owner of Cosmosis Stones, an amazing handcrafted jewelry business, a yogini and Reiki practitioner. Brianna, I know I gave a brief description of you, but please tell me more about who you are and your business. Also, during this podcast, please keep an ear out for a special code. Hello, I'm Brianna Daniels, and I am the primary conductor and crafter of Cosmosis Stones and my life. And (laughs) I do a whole lot of a lot. I am a Charlottean. I'm an Aquarius sun, Pisces moon, Taurus rising with a Capricorn stellium. And what else is some good information? I'm black, I'm queer, I'm non-monogamous, and (laughs) I love to cook for my friends. I love to dance. I'm a theater professional. a bibliophile, I love to read, I love to study, and I'm really excited to be here. Awesome, I'm grateful that you're here, especially because every time you come into the store, every time we talk, we talk a lot. A lot. So this is gonna be a fun <laughs> podcast. So Brianna and I are both Aquarians, Woo-hoo. so this is gonna just be very airy. Airy. <laughs> now, Brianna, what did your spiritual journey look like for you? Well. Um, First, I'd like to say that I'm always on the spiritual journey. I was thinking about like spiritual awakening and what moment in time that really was. And I think that it's just like like an everyday experience in your human process of like waking up every day to something new about yourself and your awareness around the world. Um, But I have some memories around, hmm, this may be spotty, so I'll go back like back and forth from like one time to another time, but it's all the journey, so just ride with me. So in 2010, I broke up with a person I had been in a relationship with for seven years, um, and we had a like a pretty distinct Christian relationship. Like we, he was a Christian boy. My mom really loved that shit, which is fine, um, <laughs> and um, I was. I would say I was more of a Christ follower than a Christian in regards to like the rules and regulations of the Bible. Some of them, most of them didn't really land for me. (laughs) Um, I can see that. Just because of a lot of the identities that I held as like black, brown, and unbeknownst to me until I figured it out, (laughs) queer. (laughs) And also really in admiration of nature and how it flows and how it grows and how it supports us in all the ways. I really saw that the Bible would bolster nature as um, a God thing and that it was often presented as a wrathful thing or a tool that God would use to um, punish people. And that felt um, not like the God that I was experiencing. And that caused some kind of like rift shift discussion in my partnership and my boyfriend or I guess relationship because we were not partners. There's language that needs to be (laughs) clarified on that. (laughs) But we definitely were dating and together for a long time. And um, he was very much by the book and I was not really by the book. I had grown up in church. I went to several church in my youth. I went to like 
Mount Carmel and Tuckasegee. I went to Central Church of God from like my third grade year to my senior year in high school. Went to Tabernacle Baptist on um, off of 80s Ford Road, all Charlotte churches. And, you know, I would be there observing the people, listening to the word, enjoying the majority of the spirit experience around being with people and being them in search of higher spirit, God, guidance. And um, that felt right, but like I said, a lot of the messaging felt off or felt um, condemning in a way that just didn't feel like what I was perceiving God as. So we broke up and then I was like, I'm doing what I want. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> I'm doing what I want. And um, around that time I had been working at an adult novelty store for about a year. And uh, I kind of fell into that position. I had worked retail in the past and it was fine. Um, but this store was interesting. You know, I've always had a curiosity about the human body and its function and how it expresses itself in a variety of ways. Um, and working in the novelty store, I learned that like, people are having a whole lot of different experiences with their body, especially um, in relation to their sensuality, sexuality. And I acquired a lot of information from that. And um, through that job, I moved to another novelty store, which I will not name because they don't deserve my mouth or, or my time. Um, <laughs> but worked there for a really long time for seven years again and this goes into the numbers thing which I was we'll about to say up, sevens come up you. soon yeah so <laughs> I was when I was there well exactly well let me get back together at Priscilla McCall's they did not have the books accessible to you they were all saran wrapped or not saran wrapped but like shrink wrapped mm -hmm. but I would notice like books around um Tantra or um, Kama Sutra, things of the sort. And then when I went to this other store, the books were more accessible, so I got to like look in them and kind of read in our passing, in the time passing between task and customer, and learned a lot about energy work and the likes of uh, chakra function in sexual energetic exchanges with individuals. <clears throat> and. I think that's kind of like where it started to move a little faster. I had always had like crystals around, always loved to rock, always loved to dance, always loved to be in awareness of like, what I didn't know the name was energy, but like being in energy, being in flow, had always can come easily to me, easily to me. And um, yeah, it kind of sprung up from there. I guess 2012, I was like, I'm really not into the Christian stuff anymore. Christ makes sense to me, but I'm not gonna, I don't think that's my practice. Um, and then I had been taking yoga at the YMCA with my mom, mm -hmm. um, like when I was 15, like going to the Y, doing yoga in the morning, going to school, getting out of school, going to dance, going to volleyball practice, practicing some of the postures again, you know, and doing that cycle for a while. But in my adulthood, I actually got to like go and pursue my yoga practice. And I would go to the Y again, um, take different classes, but it really stuck with me in one particular class called the mindfulness, meditation, yoga, something. And I just remember leaving the practice, like people speak of like a yoga high. Mm -hmm. I got out of the I got out of the Y, had like
like taken a shower, gone in the steam room, left, all of those things, and like went into my car and I just sat there. And I guess I hadn't realized that I had a busy mind until I was like in the car and I was like, I can't, I'm not thinking of anything other than like being in this car. Like I'm completely aware of my body, completely aware of time. I just felt particularly present. Um, and it made me go to practice more frequently. Um, I was kind of seeking that awareness again. And you know, there's fluctuations between that. Sometimes I would have an injury or be exhausted, things of the sort that would kind of affect it. But it kept me kind of searching for mm -hmm just awareness and like the physicality that I wasn't experiencing in that one moment. Um, then, I told y'all this is gonna hop around. So where am I, what time is it that I'm talking about? It's 2012. That was probably, yeah, that was between like 2010, 2012, but 2012 was when I was like, okay, I'm definitely done. I was getting more familiar with my yoga practice. I was working at this novelty store. And so I was just like gaining so much information and like applying it into my life and seeing how it worked um, for me. Um, what more, what more? And it's just kind of grown from there. I started making jewelry. Um, probably 2013, 14. I was having, I was in another relationship. Uh, a very sweet person, loved them dearly still. And we were having some communication issues and it was kind of like frustrating and um, exhausting and I had not experienced a relationship where I could deem myself so well and then and so fluidly without um, a structure that was the foundation of our, our exchange like it wasn't Christianity holding us together it was just like we like each other our each individual self and um, this person would often ask questions about me that I didn't have answers to and um, that sought, that like lit, made me go into more in-depth search self-searching um, but also, in our frustration, like the communication errors that we would experience, I would be able to name the things that I didn't, I wasn't enjoying. Mm -hmm. um, and one night in particular, I had gone to my friend's house to just like kind of vent with her about our boy boyfriend at the time experiences. And I was like, I just don't want this to happen. Um, well, let me go back. <clears throat> her boyfriend was a bit of a live wire and would do things like visit, um, Houses that were in development and like excavate copper material. Alrighty. Yes. And so I went. I like that word. <laughs> yes, excavate. Um, <laughs> so I would go, I went to her house. She was like, Do you want a tequila or tequila beverage? I was like, Sure, because tequila. And there was a massive mound of copper in the kitchen. And I was like, um, Can I just play with this? I'm like, I was curious about it. And she's like, Sure, whatever. And I'm telling her about it and I'm moving, I'm bending the wire up just like as a fidgety thing. Mm -hmm. And then when I was done fidgeting and telling her about, you know, what I was really wanting to change in my exchange with this person I was like dearly in love with, but we were having a lot of communication issues. I was like changing um, and really wasn't work recognizing that some maybe. Um, but she's like, whatever you just did with that copper was very, very cool. <laughs> and you know, you always have rocks in your hand, you know, people like, make jewelry and put the wire around the crystal and I think you could do that and I was like huh that's interesting okay I'll try it you know it's just kind of a seed planted and I would play around with it and wear it around people would notice it she asked me to make something for her people would ask her where she got this piece from and I had like always kind of dibbled and dabbled into like incense shops and 
Infinity's End in my youth is kind of like a Charlotte staple. Yeah, it is. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and would get crystals. You know, you know. If you know, you know. And would go there and like pick up crystals or like read little books and things there. Um, and then I started seeing, once the seed of like wire wrapping had been planted, I started to see it everywhere. And, you know, I just kind of kept practicing people like my jewelry. I would make them something, my friends. Um, and then when I was working at the novelty store, someone's like, will you make me that? I'll pay you this much money. And I think that that's when it's like, oh, this is now a little hustle or a little something for me to do. Um, and as I like continued that process, you know, I was learning, I was learning more about the properties of crystals. And um, it's been that since then. So yeah, the yoga, you know, church movement, connection to spirit, connection to nature. What did I say? say? Connection to the sexual body, the whole body, spirit body, subtle body, and then crystals, the more material element, and having intention and working with the properties of a crystal. I think that was somewhat linear. It may have done like a little spiral or a little loop-de-loop. I think circles are just a theme for you because even with your jewelry, circles. 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 That's exactly it. <laughs> now, did you find that as you continued to go and continue to go on your spiritual journey, you are finding who you are as a soul being on this earth more and more? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I mentioned, I started the physical practice of yoga like when I was 15. Um, and now I'm more I'm in the practice of studying more of the yoga philosophy, and like the eight limbs of yoga, the eight limbs of yoga, and the not the niyamas and yamas, and seeing how I had been living a yoga lifestyle and experience, but having language for it and more understanding around it, um, and it's giving me some it's it's affirming and it's helping me sift out things that hadn't been working, um, alongside you know the crystal properties, you know, I sometimes, right now in my practice of jewelry making, jewelry craft, it's a bit by request. It's less, it's become less of like, oh, my artistic expression, which I would like to kind of recover that. But I've been able to- You will re recover that. I will recover that. I've been able to recognize that in my, my yoga practice. I'm like, man, I really miss just like playing with wire and playing with crystals and like creating with, you know, intuitively, which I still do, but less by, but more by request rather than by intuition, my own intuition, of feeling compelled to wire wrap. Um, so yeah, it's always something new um, within my spiritual practice. You know, music also is like a, a little tap on the shoulder if I'm, you know. Hey guys, I am so sorry about that. Our podcast just kind of crapped out for a second. Um, technology and Mercury in retrograde. We are recording this during that. So, loveliness. Now, you were. it did sound like you were starting to talk about your traditional spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. And the fact that music taps you on your shoulder. Yes. Um, a lot of my spirit... Uh, Signaling comes from music and tonality and um, intuitive knowing. Um, but music specifically, um, one of the indicators that it was time to end that long set, that first 
seven long seven-year-old relationship um, was a Jill Scott song called Slowly Surely. Jill Scott's awesome. Jill Scott's great. And it's talking about love and how we had perceived it to be one way and it's actually not what we're looking for. Um, and just hearing that, I remember hearing it for the first time and like playing it over and over and over and over and over again. And similarly, in this interaction um, where the wire wrapping came about, I was feeling um, that song came up again. Like I hadn't listened to that song Oh, and like for years, you know, you know, when you're in a relationship, sometimes you have like songs or albums that you guys really like together and you kind of take a break from them just to kind of like recalibrate and not be triggered every time you hear them. That album was definitely one of them. Um, and that song, Slowly Surely by Jill Scott, really uh, gave me the tap of like, okay, so now what do you want? Um, alongside that wire wrapping practice, it's like... I can transmute it, I can manipulate it, I can um, adjust it, I can add the intention or the support of energetic properties, qualities of this crystal and like have this um, amulet or talisman as a reminder of what I'm working on or work I'm work working towards or what I'm working to. And um, yeah, that's one of the, the ways that spirit shows up for me. And you know, my traditional practices, yes. We love it. And we got a good alarm for the fire uh, truck. Spirit was just saying something. Spirit was <laughs> saying something, right? It's always just kind of giving me a little nudges here and there. And um, my, my yoga practice has helped me be present to all of like the little scenarios that are happening, um, the subtle moments. Now, you are a Reiki practitioner. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you do that people would consider on that more quote unquote traditional when people think of new age spirituality, mm -hmm. all of that? Yeah, I do a lot of meditation um, and affirmations. I wake up in the morning in prayer, you know? I, uh, I've, scheduled my time in a way that I have time to myself for myself without interruption um, unless I give it consent. And the first part of my day is, you know, breath work. So a lot of pranayama, which is a yogic practice. Um, I do the four purifications in the morning. I recite a prayer that I've developed from a variety of places. I do some Ganesh chanting. I do some... Uh, the Reiki principles every morning and just kind of give myself that time to like set my foundation before I interact with the world. Um, I also have like, I have an Ayurveda practice of like the warm water with lemon and um, tongue scraping, abhinyanga, you know, massaging oil into my body, rinsing the, taking a shower, getting into movement, eating at particular times just to kind of like be in flow. Um, I also take a lot of note to the days of the week, um, kind of so be in alignment with, you know, the flow that we've got going. Even if this calendar is not our calendar, it's the calendar that we're working with in the, this middle, in this time. So like Mondays, I generally like wear gray or white or silver if I got it. Um, Monday, uh, Tuesdays, it's like reds, oranges. Wednesdays, it's yellows, purples, um, blues, you know, representing Mercury communication. Um, 
Thursdays, deeper colors like blues, royal colors, greens, purples. Fridays, sweet colors like pinks and greens and baby blues. Saturdays, darker colors. You will always see me in black just because my mom's a hairstylist and I like the color of black. I like to wear it, but it's, um, I usually incorporate these little colors and herbs throughout the week, um, depending on the day. All right, mm -hmm. that's awesome actually. Yeah. And then, I never knew that about you, so yeah. cool. <laughs> um, now, here's the fun part because Brianna is definitely gonna make this fun. What are your not traditional forms of spirituality? I love to dance. I'm gonna dance if there's a song on. I might be screaming now. Um, <laughs> I love to dance. Um, I used to get in trouble at church for dancing. Um, and it's, you know, I was gonna, I was about to say not because I was throwing my ass, but I probably was throwing my ass. But also if I'm God's creation, then my ass is meant to be thrown in 365 degrees in a ceiling circle. So, um, <laughs> so that was, a, that's a definitely I a thing. I how it's 365 <laughs> and not 360. It's okay. Like, I'm exact with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's how much you're supposed to be spinning that ass. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Yes, I, I danced tap jazz and ballet for 13 years. And um, even before I was dancing, you know, in a studio, I was known to like, my mom would go run an errand. I'd be in the car with my brother. He's old enough to take care of me in the car. We, she was not leaving us in the car. There was no neglect here. There was no neglect. But if she had to go inside to drop off some mail, we were listening to the music louder and we'd step out of the car and we'd dance. And I would dance in the parking lot People would stop and watch and give us money, even if that we, we weren't busking or anything. It was just like, I was enjoying myself. And definitely joy is another way that spirit kind of uh, taps me on the shoulder or I'm able to transmute energy or I'm able to call, bring things in, call things in. Um, just by being in my body and um, feeling the kinetic and potential energy that's happening on a dance floor with myself, around people, by myself still. I think that that's um, a really powerful space for me. Another tradi non-traditional way of uh, spiritualism is like, I love to cook. So this is gonna be two of two podcasts <laughs> where people are talking about how much they love to cook. And again, it. as you guys know, cooking is my shit. Love it. I love it. And it's funny because I've never really been taught how to cook. It's just... Is it good food? It's good food. That's all that matters. And I love working with a knife, and I love working with spices and learning about the spices. Right. <laughs> I love working with a knife. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love working with spices and learning the, prop the you know, energetic properties of a spice and learning the medicinal function of a, a spice and considering what the spirit of the plant is also. Um, there's a book. I think y'all have it, but it's like the Who to Root Work and Herb book. We do typically have that book. It's such a great book. It is. It's such a great book. Um, and yeah, I love to cook. I, I make, I've been wanting to develop a practice and it seems to be more quarterly than ever than weekly and that's fine. But I like to make collard greens on Sundays and or, and or Thursdays. Um, About Jupiter. Yes, yes. Um, and it seems to be like when I'm kind of like in a transition space to kind of help recalibrate and like also a reminder to like really interact with my ancestors, um, my grandma, my family, my maternal line. They're, for what I know, from Greenville, Mississippi. And 
if you've ever been to Greenville, Mississippi, there are just collard green fields. So you connect with your ancestors through that. Yes. That is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> now, wonderful. yes. <laughs> I know that you probably, actually, first and foremost, <laughs> I want to be very clear about something. And I, <laughs> what this entire podcast is about is, in, is teaching everyone that you can lead a life of ritual. And today, Brianna is being the wonderful example of the fact that her life is just that, Period. a life of ritual. Yeah. And her rituals are unique to her. Yes. So that is a beautiful thing. Now, you guys are not gonna get to hear Brianna, what Brianna's spiritual playlist is because you guys have to go to that Curio Curandera blog, blog because she has actually exceeded that uh, 10 song playlist. Overachiever. Yes, exactly. Overachiever, So, which is beautiful. And there's gonna be a lot more that I think you guys will be gifted with by really getting a firm understanding of her playlist rather than me possibly having to cut her short. There we go. Now, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. appreciate you so much. Same, same. I'm always so delighted to be in here. I am so delighted whenever you come in. <laughs> Brianna and I are friends that just yes. never hang out. Oh, yeah, it's okay. That's how I, we're busy. In, in Aquarian <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, exactly. It's That'd like, be we, great. We'll, see, we'll see each other, you know, once in a year. And it'll be like, <laughs> ah! Yes! I'm so, so glad you exist. Yes. It's that mutual appreciation. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I love being able to like consider those questions. Yeah, those awesome. are good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so as you guys know, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for your continued membership to this podcast. Ooh. And Brianna, is there a special word you want to say real quick? Yes. Joy. All right, so Brianna's special word is joy. Go to www.cosmos, C-O-S-M-O-S-I-S, stones, cosmosisstones.com. And you can find all of my wares, my jewelry wares, talismans of potency. Um, You can book a Reiki session with me. You can book a yoga one-on-one with me. You could even invite me to be your... uh, Minister for your wedding, if you want to get married, I can do that. I'm ordained. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, just visit the shop. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Black as the Cosmos. And I put pretty fire selfies there. So, they are pretty fire. (laughs) And now, again, thank you guys. I know I've said that a lot today, but apparently I'm feeling really grateful. Gratitude's attitude. Yes, it is. So, As always, if you want to continue to hear this podcast grow, please donate to the directly to the podcast on Anchor. And remember, follow your path.